The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at Sons of Liberty Media.com. And by the way, that's where the archives can be found for those of you who ask about that. Sons of Liberty Media.com can be found there every day. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Tuesday morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com or SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, if you're listening by Red State Talk Radio, head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com. Scroll down right there on the right. That's right. You can see the face that's made for radio. And we're going live right there on the webpage. Also, you can catch out that live uh, you can catch that live video feed on my Twitter account, FPPTim. Um, Setting Brush Fires is also on Periscope. So if you're on Periscope and you want to check us out there, Setting Brush Fires, and Twitch at Setting Brush Fires, then our Facebook page is Bradley Dean SOL. Our YouTube channel is B Dean Sons of Liberty. We're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com right there on the front page, as well as DLive.TV at The Sons of Liberty. And then you can also check us out if um, you're on other social media outlets, Spreely, Gab, MeWe, Minds, and USA.life at Sons of Liberty or Sons of Liberty Media. And if you'd like to call in, you'd like to make a comment at any time, please do so, 215-TOP-TALK, 215-867-8255. And you know what? <clears throat> we don't have all of the little trolls and AI bots and um, all those little people popping in this morning, so I don't know. I don't know what what that's all about, but uh, <laughs> that's great. That's actually pretty good. I'm I'm happy about that. In any case, <clears throat> Kate is going to be joining us just a little bit late. I'm going to have to get on to my British friends. We have a time. We got to be here. <laughs> Everybody's always late. Um, and as my uh, dad used to say, he says, "If you show up at the time at the time presented, you're late." <laughs> And I'm totally teasing. If you show up beforehand, you're on time, right? So you're there when everything starts. Anyway, I'm just totally teasing. She has to meet with the barrister there on the phone for just a few minutes, and she told me she's running a little bit late this morning. So we're not going to hold that against her. There's a lot going on. There's a lot to be uh, dealt with there. Now, with that said, uh, one of the things I want to do before moving on, and Kate is going to be speaking to this, is <clears throat> there there are several people that have been re- arrested over, I don't know, the past week, uh, two weeks, actually. Uh, we've had uh, Pierce Corbin. We've had uh, Dr. Uh, Heiko. I, th- I think that's how you pronounce his name. The German doctor that I played for you yesterday. 
We've had Kate Shimarani. We've had Mark Steele. Um, I think there might even be a couple of other. Oh, um, Fiona, uh, who is the PA for for Kate, the organizer of the event that for for last not this past Saturday but the Saturday before. And <clears throat> these are all following uh, falling under these new pretended legislation. Okay. Yep. And by the way, Titus, we're going to be calling. Uh, Kevin's going to be joining us. I hope later this week. Kevin Ship, former CIA off, uh, agent, and talking about the whole Q movement. He's taken a position on that. The last time he was on the show, he didn't know much about it as far as what was going on, but he has taken a position against that. And uh, we're going to have him on the show. So you guys be looking forward to that. I hope later this week, if we can get him on later this week. I've got to. I meant to call him yesterday, and things were just so busy, I didn't get a chance to. So. He may be he may be coming on the show later this week to talk about that. Okay, um, because of the fact that there are legal issues, those things cost money. <clears throat> now, the average citizen knows nothing about this. The ridiculous nature of our system in America—we call it the just sale. Oh, it's the greatest. Nor you know, it used to have that kind of deal. It used to it used to be that, but now you have to pay an exorbitant amount of money in most cases to get justice. Take for instance the big tech corporations. We just filed a lawsuit this past week against Facebook. Now the reason I haven't written on it, Bradley told me he says wait till they give us a response. They have two, they have fourteen days to give a response. So let's see, we're going to wait till the end of this week or first to next week, something like that. And then we're going to release all that information. Okay? We're going to give him a chance to make it right. Okay? And I'm not expecting him to make it right because they just cut us off. They even cut off our attorney from speaking. So <clears throat> the same thing's true over there in the UK. They're fighting against tyrannical pretended legislation. They're fighting against cops who just go along to do their job and arrest them. You know it as well as I do. You can play this thin blue line all you want to, but the fact of the matter is they are agents of the state, okay? And when you watch what happened at Trafalgar Square this past Saturday and you see what happened the previous Saturday, these guys are just doing their job. They got families to feed too. They got to follow the orders, right? Does that sound familiar to you guys? I'm just telling you. I'm not saying all do it because all don't. But you could see there was a vast number, hundreds of them, who were willing to go do it. To engage peaceful protesters unlawfully. Okay? Now, here's what uh, <clears throat> Kate and Mark have set up to help. And this is up to you if you want to help. Okay? Um, this is on crowdjustice.com. And the link is in the video description. So if you're watching by video, don't ask me where the link is. It's in the video description. <laughs> it's there. Just click on it. It's up to you if you want to donate. But uh, Mark put this forward. We're requiring uh, this funding so we can hold authorities to account. It costs money to do this, guys. A lot of money. It costs a lot of money to do it. Money they don't have. So it's up to you if you want to help them. And we'll put this in the archive, too, for those of you listening by Red State Talk Radio, if you want to help in this endeavor in the U.K. Because i got to tell you, there is a, um, a video out by a guy, and I'm trying to think of the guy's name. I think it's Preston. 
And uh, what I want to do is, let me see if I can, um, I didn't even think to bring this up here because I thought we were going to have Kate on uh, immediately. But this guy, um, let me see if I can bring the video up. Uh, Preston Weston, okay? Now, while we're waiting on Kate, here's what I want to do. I want to go back, if he'll quit talking and this thing will quit playing. This is Preston Weston. Um, it runs around nine minutes, so I don't know if she's going to be here before then or not. If we have to run over a little bit, we'll do that. Here's Preston Weston. This is the title of what he points out. It's called, This One COVID Lie Will Bring Down the British Government. All right, you ready for this? Here it comes. Paul Weston, and this video is about false positive uh, COVID infection test results, which sounds pretty tame, but in reality is of crucial importance because they reduce the true number of positive COVID infection results uh, by somewhere between 90 to 100 percent. In other words, pretty much all of them. And the reason for this is because the inbuilt false positive error count in COVID testing, which is huge, uh, is not being subtracted from the raw number of tests returning an apparent positive infection label. Uh, by this, and I'll, I'll just get this out of the way quickly, I mean that the total number of tests returning a COVID positive result are actually made up of a number of true positives and a number of false positives. And in order to establish the scientific accuracy of the overall test results, the false positives must be subtracted from the overall figure, which leaves a new, much, much lower figure of true positives. And if this was done today, the number of true positive test results are reduced by 90 to 100%. I know it sounds hard to believe, but it's very much the case, um, backed up by Professor Carl Hennigan of Oxford University Centre for Evidence-Based Medicine, and I'll leave a link to that below, and I think we can agree this is pretty important, uh, considering our country is being locked down only because of the alleged positive COVID test results and nothing else. It's not deaths, it's not case fatality rates, it's not the overwhelming of the NHS. It's just dishonestly presented and deliberately distorted positive test results. Now, all testing for a virus or a pregnancy or a cancer, you name it, has a built-in error percentage. And this is because the process of testing is subject to human error, uh, to coding error, to machine error, to freezers at the wrong temperature, the age and deterioration of the material being tested, etc., uh, etc. Et and most of these error percentages are known. But as of today's date, the error rate for potential false positives in COVID testing is not known. And one government document suggests that the lowest error rate for false positives is 0.8%, with a higher rate of 4.3%, so a mean average rate of 2.3%. And I'll use the average 2.3% in the following calculations. But I would point out that even if the lowest 0.8% is used, it still demolishes the government lies about large and rising infection figures. OK, so the government has carried out almost 20 million tests to date. See the yellow, uh, see the figure highlighted in yellow, uh, which have returned 423,000 positive results, again highlighted in yellow. These are then presented to us as the genuine number of positive infection cases in order to terrify us. And this is an absolute scandal. It's a criminal act, in fact, 
because they haven't been adjusted for the 2.3% false positive error count. And I know it sounds small, but it's anything but, uh, because it's magnified massively as the 2.3% applies not to the uh, 423,000 results figure, but to the 20 million people tested figure. An inbuilt error percentage uh, only applies to the total number of people tested, not to the much lower test result figure itself. And this is crucially important for obvious reasons. 2.3% of 20 million is 460,000. That's 460,000 false positives, a figure far higher than the 423,000 unadjusted overall positives, uh, which suggests there are no true posit positives at all in terms of statistical relevance. So why is the government lying to us and why are they doing what they're doing? One answer is criminal stupidity. I've seen several ministers, including Hancock, interviewed by Julia Hartley Brewer, who asked them about the false positive figures issue, and they seem to think that if 10,000 tests returned 110 positives and the false positive error percentage was 1%, then the said 1% applies to the 110 positive results, therefore reducing the number to 109 a matter of little importance in the overall scheme of things, but they're wrong. It applies to the 10,000 tested, and 1% of 10,000 is 100, meaning the true positive number is only 10, not 109. This is hugely important, obviously, and to get it wrong because of crass stupidity or deliberate design is now a matter for government inquiries and the criminal courts. And I'm quite serious about this. This is a scandal, the scandal of the century, and it's more than capable of bringing this government down. The mainstream media don't want to acknowledge this or talk about it, but they'll be forced to do so shortly. And then this criminal government is toast. Uh, Julia Hartley Brewer of Talk Radio is the only mainstream media journalist talking about this, God bless her. So this video will end with clips of her showing government ministers to be utterly clueless or malevolent liars, uh, take your pick. <laughs> Actually, quite apart from their scientific ignorance, the overwhelming impression they all give is of loathsome smarminess and arrogance. And what's with the Tony Blair glottal stop they seem to have picked up. Uh, anyway, before the clips start, I will just say please study the links about false positive research I put underneath this video. Uh, I was going to include some of it in this video, but it would have made it far too long. Uh, also, please spread this video, download it, and spread it far and wide because it is sure to be memory hold. And do please subscribe to my channel. Anyway, here's Julia exposing the ministers. No, one last thing. Julia, if you see this video, perhaps you might ask uh, Health Secretary Hancock next time you interview him precisely what percentage figure the government is using uh, to allow for the false positive error count and whether the numbers produced by this percentage figure are being subtracted from the overall positive test figures. If you do and you keep at him, you'll finish his career there and then. But you need, you do need to fully understand the science on this before you use that knowledge to skewer him. Anyway, here's Julia. 
You say the number of people in hospital has doubled. The number of people who've tested positive for COVID who are in hospital has doubled. Um, one of the uh, the great sort of uh, spikes we've been seeing is in Bolton. How many patients are currently in hospital with coronavirus in Bolton? Uh, I haven't seen the figure, it's but I two. have. No, that's not true. It's so two. that's what the official figures state. It's uh, true. No, well, that's not true. It's much higher than that. I've seen the I've seen the shape of the curve. I don't know the exact shape figure. Curve. I can okay. get back. Let's talk about shapes of curves because we know that coronavirus uh, cases are going up. But again, lots of people, including Carl Hennigan, professor of evidence-based medicine at Oxford University, uh, who has uh, helped to influence some uh, some change. I'm sorry. I let me interview here. Let me uh, interject here just a second, okay? <laughs> this is the health secretary. He's asked how many people are in the hospital. I, I just want to make sure that everybody got what was going on there. This is the guy who's influencing the policy to lock you down in the UK, okay? Matt Hancock, the minister. You know where that term comes from? It comes from Romans 13, people. He is supposed to be a minister of God. And when he's asked, how many people are in the hospital? The lady, he goes, and the lady goes, two. And he goes, well, that's not true. And she goes, yes, it is. I'm looking at the figures right here. And he goes, well, oh, I'm looking at it as a curve. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's just the disconnect between reality and what these people are doing is absolutely incredible. All right, let's go back to this interview here. Let me bring Changes it up. Government Sorry. policy recently has pointed out these aren't cases of coronavirus. These are people who've tested positive for the test. Um, what is the false positive rate on the testing that we're doing in the community? Under 1%. It's under 1%. Um, yes. Even around under 1%. Do you know the exact rate? Um, it's well under one percent means that for all the positive cases, I, the likelihood of one being a false positive is is, is very small. Yes, I, um, I, 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 is there any scrutiny in the cabinet? If someone's saying, "Hold on a minute," some experts are pointing out, and there's no statistical evidence that these people are wrong. That nine out of ten of the of the positive cases we are identifying may actually be false, and we're basing an entire policy on false data. Yeah, I don't think we're. Uh, I, I don't think that's correct. I don't think we're uh, basing our entire policy on on false data, as as you've suggested there. Uh, I'm slightly confused by your figures, but I'm going to go away and check them because you also said that Matt Hancock said it's probably one percent. Uh, this is no, but I'm so sorry. This is my policy. This is a policy that's being made by people who don't understand the statistics and the science. Well, I can. You, I, well, I'll do. You, you I've got your. I've got your phone number. I will send you the document to explain yeah, to you what this false positive paradox is. There, haven't you? You've said to me. Uh, but Matt Hancock said it's one in 100. You've told no, me it's nine out no, of 10. These no, nine. this is the entire problem, Mr. Shapps. This is the problem. People don't understand what this means. If one, if the false positive rate is below 1%, 1%, that means that the oh, when you have a very low prevalence in the, in the country and lots of people who aren't, aren't having symptoms are getting tested, this is, pre, this is really basic statistical stuff. It means well, that the false positive rate is nine out of 10. I'll tell I'll tell you what I'll do for you, Julie, because I have spoken to um, the uh, chief medical and chief scientific okay. officers of the weekend. We were briefed by them uh, in uh, last week's cabinet. I will specifically raise this point Thank if you, you send me that text. Okay, I, I will, and please. Okay, you can hear what's going on here. I, I can guarantee you this is the same nonsense that is going on in D.C. And by the way, I'm sending Kate messages five or ten minutes. I'm She's my sister. I'm going to have to get a hold of her and tell her, hey, you got to straighten this out. (laughs) 
because you guys are waiting to hear from Kate. And I know that. So just hang in there. Okay. Um, but this is what's going on here. This is in the UK. These are the people making the policy, not according to law. Okay. Because policy should be following law. And the UK law is not to go into crowds with police officers like this who are acting peaceful. The, the, the idea is not to, to infringe upon liberties based on the potential. And I've got to tell you something. I watched this um, uh, press presser from Donald Trump and a couple of the guys. One of them was a Navy guy. You remember he was swabbing his nose, doing the, the COVID test. It only takes about 15 minutes. You stick it in this car. You are so You are very stupid if you're one of those 100 million people or plus who take that test. You're just stupid. I'm just going to say it right now, okay? And you are stupid if you take that test. Listen to me very carefully. When you do that, you are providing DNA to them. You're also giving them a cause in the future to quarantine you if they so desire because, oh, you tested positive for COVID. We've already told you, the studies have shown COVID is nothing more than at least a partiality of the human genome 8, which everybody has. This is why you're getting the false, provit, uh, false positive tests. Okay? This is a complete scam. You are being scammed, America. You're being scammed, UK. You're being scammed, world. Well, what are the people dying from? Well, I can tell you this. They're not dying from what they're telling you they're dying from. Because they haven't even gone through the scientific steps through things like Cox postulates to separate this out, to purify it, to isolate it. And we've had numerous doctors, numerous nurses, numerous scientists to come out and say this. This is not some kind of, well, it's not a conspiracy theory. It is an actual conspiracy because somebody up there knows exactly what they're doing here. And you people who commented yesterday, well, Trump has made known his his things about Anthony Fauci. He's made known his feelings about that. Okay, I give two cents about somebody's feelings. Anthony Fauci is promoting the biggest scam in history. And he is not being brought to justice, which is Donald Trump's job. Article 2, Section 3, you say what you want to, people, but it is his job to make sure the laws are faithfully executed. And Anthony Fauci, Deborah Burks, and a lot of them, well, Donald Trump's not going to do it because he's the one who paraded them out every day in his coronavirus task team. He's not going to bring any justice because it'll come back on him. But that's his job to do. It isn't to make sure you have a good economy. It isn't to make sure you have jobs. It's to make sure the laws are faithfully executed. That's what the president does. And if you sit there and you're going to support that, guess what? Bradley was right the other day. You're going to get the hell you deserve. Because you're bringing it upon yourself. And God says, I will turn the nations into hell who forget me. You have forgotten God, and I can tell you, I can see it in the comment sections when the Trump toads come in. Trump is our only savior. He's the only savior for America. He's the only hope for America. Only an idolater speaks like that. Okay? Just telling you. I'm not an idolater. Yeah. Okay. All kinds of other sinners reject their sin too. It's those 
who say, yes, I agree with God. I'm a sinner. This is my sin. No matter what it is, whether it's if you got lust in your heart, if you got outbursts of anger, or whatever the case may be, we, we all don't want to admit that. But you know what happens when God changes our heart? We admit it. We agree with God with what that is. This is the deception that is far beyond even the UK. And you're hearing the guy here. Okay? You're hearing what he's saying. And it's such a shame that people will not wake up to what is going on here in all of this. Now, again, I apologize for the lay uh, Kate being with us. Uh, obviously, she has to speak with her barrister. Um, and we were told five or ten minutes, but I, I don't have any response from her on Telegram. So we're just going to wait and see. Hopefully, she's going to show up and we can get her uh, interviewed today. Uh, on that. So I apologize. I know you guys are waiting. So, so am I. Uh, just hang in there with me. Now, there's some other things I want to bring to the forefront, too. Because we had some guys in the... Um, yes, they are stiff-necked. That's exactly right, Diana. Um, the willful ignorance of the American people is absolutely astounding to me. I mean, it really is. And I've been amazed... Because, I, you know, I was around when um, the DNC was down here in 2012 in Charlotte, right? And the Obama idolatry was just incredible. Uh, Obama 316 calendars. You know, you know what that's, you know, you know what that is, right? That's a reference to John 316. And the pictures of Obama done... Sort of like he's a messiah. He's got a crown of thorns. You remember that artistic work? He's hanging between the the White House curtains. He's just got his hands up. Now we've got Donald Trump actually naked on a cross, wrapped in an American flag. I mean, you're talking about blasphemous. Let me let me um, let me bring this one in. Um, this was one that I got last night. Okay, and I'm going to show you one of the responses because again, it's absolutely incredible to me that people have taken a man. And they've, you know, when you read about the Caesars in history and how they proclaim to be God, okay, and you go, how in the world does anybody buy into that? I mean, really, how do they buy into that? I'm going to show you, okay? I'm going to show you. This is how. This is a this is artwork by Ben Garrison. For those of you who can't see it by Red State Talk Radio, I'll put it to you. Trump is standing with the... I guess what is to be the balances of justice and his right hand and a sword in his left hand, and what is supposed to be Amy Coney Bryant walking up the steps to the Supreme Court. On either side are these blue waves, right? You, you, you all have seen the old Cecil B. DeMille um, Ten Commandments, right, where Moses parts the Red Sea. This is called parting the blue sea. And all the faces in the blue sea, Obama and Hillary, and some of these people I don't even know. One of them looks like Karl Marx. I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, Nader and Pelosi and Schumer and Don Lemon and all this. And I put this up and I said, this is more and more Trump idolatry. At this point, it becomes, it is blasphemous. Okay? Now, this guy right here, look at this. Thomas G. Welch. I mean, he needs to own this statement. Oh boy, more silly orange man bad propaganda. This wasn't about orange man bad propaganda. It was about the people who put this crap out. And then he had the audacity to justify it. 
showing you some of the comments here. I find it a ridiculous misrepresentation. Okay, great. But you don't find it blasphemous. You don't find it idolatrous, which is what it is. Do you see how the people justify it? They justify it because they want to support it. I'm just telling you people, this isn't hard to understand. It really isn't. And over and over and over again, and this is the states. I'm sure there's some guys over there, you know, um, promoting the guy, the nappy head guy who can't brush his hair, Boris Johnson. I'm sure they're, they're, they're promoting him in the same fashion. Oh, he's our God. He's the one who's going to save us. He's the only hope for England. Mm-hmm. And people put their hope and their faith in a man, and every single time a man will let you down. Let's just take even Moses. Let's take some biblical characters, okay? Moses, great man. Great man. But instead of obeying God, he struck the rock, didn't he? And God said, for that, you're not going to lead the people, and you're not going to go into the promised land. You're going to see it, but you ain't going into it. David, great man of God, and yet he fell into sin, and what happened? God says, I'm going to forgive you your sin, but at the same time, the sword will never leave your house. And it started with him losing the child that he helped to create with Bathsheba in his adultery. We got a caller on the line um, out of, it looks like Washington, maybe, I'm not sure. Sam, are you there? Hello, caller. Hello? Hey, how are you? Hello? Good morning. Hey, my name is Michael. Okay, hang on just a second. Hang on just a moment. Okay. Hi, hi Kate. Hang on for me just a second. Okay. I keep trying. Okay. All right. We're, we're going we're gonna to hang on here just a minute. Uh, Sam, go ahead. Yeah, I was just, my name is Michael. Um, I was just wondering if Trump supporters believe that big tech is the one censoring us and they're liberals then why is it the people that are getting censored are those that are exposing Donald Trump? Does that not show evidence that Donald Trump is a liberal? Well, I, that is it. That is something to be put out. I think Bradley made that point the other day, and that's a good point that you make. Why are those who are actually exposing the crimes of this administration? And they are crimes. They are crimes. There's no doubt they're crimes because they're a lack of justice, which is his job, Article 2, Section 3. And that's a good question that you got, Sam. Donald I, I, Trump is pulling the strings of big tech. It's the only thing that makes sense. He hasn't you done. Know, he hasn't brought the law to bear Democrat. on him. Yeah. Yeah, he's not brought the law. Guys, go, so, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You guys have so inspired me. I love you guys. Thank you so much for all you do. I'll let you go. Okay. Thanks so much for your call, Sam. We appreciate it. And I, I'm sorry I overtalked you. I think we have a little bit of delay there, but we appreciate your call very, very much. And uh, okay, so now we've got Kate on. And Kate, I don't have your picture or anything, so we're just going to do it with my ugly mug up here and uh, finish out the show with that. Okay. You're off the phone with your barrister, and, uh, and I'm going to chide you over that afterwards. But <laughs> you want to tell people what's going on uh last week with your arrest and what went on there and i'd I'd really appreciate it if you would tell people what went on in that cell while you were there the time that you were there as well (laughs) okay first of all i want to apologize that i can't get on i've tried everything to get on zoom and that's why i'm late i've tried it on my new phone all of my my electronic equipment's been seized by the police my phones my laptop they um searched my house um i was in westminster 
and the coronavirus bill was being um, debated with with the prime minister, etc. So we'd gone there, which is our right to assemble, etc. And all of a sudden, I was there was a van came, we were surrounded, and I was arrested under some serious charges, nothing to do with coronavirus. Um, and I went to a particular Charing Cross station and into a cell. <laughs> um, I wasn't, my stilettos weren't removed from me, which was interesting. They take everything else off you in case, you know, you harm yourself. And um, and I, uh, you can be held in custody without charge for 24 hours unless there's an extension. So here was I, no, no convictions, never been in trouble. Um, uh, there was an extension applied. So ultimately I was in that cell for 32 hours. And I believe the plan was to bring me for the uh, uh, the crime prosecution service where I would be charged and possibly put on remand. And I believe there's a new law where you can be put on remand for nine months awaiting anything. Um, so when I went in there, once you're in there, there's nothing else you can do. You know, you're, you have to kind of accept what's happening, which I'm, I, I will say for myself, I'm really adaptable. So I had a very tight caramelin dress on and a cape, some high shoes, not the most comfortable of clothing, but, um, the first thing I did was I got on my knees and I prayed. Uh, and then I said the Lord's Prayer. Then I used one blanket to put it over the bedding that's in there. Because you can imagine it's not the most pleasant. Of, it's not the Ritz, put it that way. And then I put the other blanket, which the blankets were clean, on top of me. And I lay down and I slept then for about six hours. And then I intermittently slept and prayed, to be perfectly honest, for the full 32 and uh, that's kind of what happened. And uh, it was very peaceful. Well, yeah, I, I understand that. Uh, the point that I wanted to make was that you kept telling me over and over you would sleep, then you would pray, then you would sleep, then you would pray. You didn't even eat the food or drink the water because of no. the things that you talk about here on Saturdays. And, no, um, it's toxic. Yeah, so you you wanted to, you wanted to keep that that clean and pure. And I wanted people to understand what you were actually doing there. Uh, it is reminiscent of, and I, I said this the other day, it is reminiscent of what we see with the prophets, what we see with the Lord Jesus, is there's time for prayer, and oftentimes that that is accompanied with fasting. And so you were, you were actually, you know, putting, you were, you were actually walking the walk, not just talking the talk in that area. I, okay. didn't, I didn't eat at all for um, 30 hours, nothing. And then I had a little tiny few slices of apple, a bite of a banana, and the, a bite off the end of a carrot, which Dr. Kevin Corbett got his partner to send in organic carrots, apples, bananas. Actually, the, an inspector gave me his banana and a police woman gave me her orange. Uh, they did bring me, I don't want to have chlori, chlorine, fluoride, and bromine. It swells my thyroid up. They made me see, I didn't have anything to drink for the first six hours. And I had no voice. And they put me before the nurse and I explained, you know, about my thyroid and the meds that I took. So she arranged bottled water, which was great, which was what I kept asking for. So they did then bring me bottled water. That was all I had for 30 hours water. And uh, I actually lost five pounds in weight. You know, from a woman point of view, every cloud has a silver lining. <laughs> Women are on <laughs> diets forever. Um, so, but uh, I didn't eat and I, I don't, I can honestly say I wasn't hungry. It was a time of reflecting and prayer. That's what it was. Well, I think that's one of the things that uh, when we're at the end of ourselves, when there's nothing we, we, we can do and we feel helpless, God has that way of driving us either to, to himself or trusting in ourselves that somehow we're going to get out of the situation and we're going to do it our way instead of trusting him in that. Okay, so you were arrested. 
you spent uh, 30 something hours in in the jail there and then you released now i'm sure you've seen the pic uh, the video of mark Steele's arrest now his was no long his was not as long in jail as yours and also the german doctor dr heiko and i'm i'm not e- or heiko i'm not even sure how to pronounce his last name um but you said you were thinking about going to germany so we're hoping to get some footage from there hopefully, hopefully they'll let you speak there in germany as well but you've seen them as well and what is all this around? Is it not to shut down? It's, this has nothing to do with you inciting a crowd because you weren't doing that. The crowd had gathered there all by themselves. You didn't. You continually told them, and people can go back. You can see it. They took it off of Sons, Sons of Liberty YouTube, but the, the almost four hours of Trafalgar Square uh, a week ago Saturday is all on Setting Brush Fires YouTube, and people can see it. You were constantly telling people, remain peaceful, don't be violent, you did tell them to turn and face the cops when they rushed in, uh, when they stormed the people who were acting peacefully. You said, turn and face them. That's all you said to do. You don't. You didn't say, throw a punch, bring out your knives, bring out your batons, your guns, or anything else that you're hiding, even though most of the people of Britain have been disarmed. I realize from interviewing English Defense League guys years ago, many of them have guns. They're just waiting for the last opportunity they have to use them because they know when they use them. They're going to be taken down. So you weren't doing any of that. You were you were claiming, hey, be peaceful, but you need to face those who are rushing you. You need to protect one another. That was your message. And yet they continued to come in, and you had others who were really a part of the same movement, but I don't I don't for whatever reason there's miscommunication or whatever. They're saying, oh, well, they're there to protect Kate. No, they're not there to protect Kate. They're there to protect one another. At least that's what I saw, Kate. So what is all this about? They were there. They were there. There was a lot of guys there because they needed to collect the equipment to protect the equipment uh, because that was the thing. And the police apparently later, uh, we were told that they were after the equipment. So the whole thing was about surrounding the equipment, the screen and protecting it because once that's gone, everything's gone. And, and the fact that I wasn't the organiser, it was well known. There was, um, I was held longer than anybody, 32 hours, with no prior convictions, nothing, nothing at all. Um, they said that I'd arranged two rallies, which I hadn't. There's proof that I hadn't. All of the video footage, you can actually hear me saying, we need the police. We don't want the police defunded. We like the police. There's endless footage of me saying that. And yet I was told that the orders came down from the very top uh, to get me and um, that's what I was told. The charges were very serious. The possible charge is really serious, uh, uh, and there's no evidence of that. They also played a piece of evidence of some woman shouting some, you know, they're not the police, really aggressively. And I looked at it because it was supposed to be me, and I went, who is that? That's not me. I'd left. You see, I'd I'd left. I'd done what I was to do as MC until Chico came on, and then I was to leave. And Dolores had already left. Dolores had done her bit. She'd gone. And, and I was taken to the place where Dolores was. And then doctor, the, the German doctor came, the, another German doctor, and Dr. Zach came. So we'd already gone. And Mick Stott, who you had on, amazing veteran, he was still there and he witnessed what happened next. So there was no rhyme and reason as to why. However, uh, it does look as though I've been completely set up uh, for being lifted at Westminster. The evidence is all coming out that I was set up. Whenever you have anything like this, you will always have infiltrators. It's well known. I think that it's just been announced that I was just listening to UK Column and how the 
they've announced that police are indeed allowed to, to or whoever, all these different organisations are allowed to break the law if it's sort of a greater good. I'll, I'll have to send you some of that. Uh, there's a lot of other stuff coming out. Um, so, so what actually happened and transpired when I wasn't there and then what happened again yesterday, uh, sorry, Saturday, that's just gone, um, is horrific. It's horrific, the footage that's coming out. Certainly, I, I would never advocate violence, ever. I'm not violent at all. Um, I, uh, you know, even when crowds are chanting all over the country, choose your side, even that is, they're saying to the police, you know, you are civilians in uniform, you are us. You have, you have wives, you have husbands, you have children. We are all in this together. You know, you're turning us. That is what the people are feeling. The people are feeling this is against everyone here. And uh, so what we see now is a very precarious position. And, and for myself, you know, I have a very good barrister. There's a lot going on. Obviously, I, I, uh, I, was, I was, as everyone's seen the footage, chased up Whitehall, pushed against a wall and de-arrested. I was never arrested. There's no footage that shows me being arrested. And the evidence is the evidence. And I've been, you know, they've said that I arranged that. Well, I, I, the, the, the march, there's a group called PEX. I'm nothing to do with them. I know who they are. They said I arranged that. They said I arranged the rally on the 19th, even though in custody they had the woman who did arrange it. They had a laptop. She said I arranged it all on my own. No one can take the credit. I did it all on my own. She did. She's brilliant. She did arrange it all. So all of this. Um, but this is what's happening. And these are very um, concerning times that we're in. We see it all over the world, what's happening. Um, when I was in the cell going back, I, I actually said, um, Lord, I trust you. I know that you can stop this at any time. And I said this out loud. I said, um, I know I'm in here because this is where you need me to be right now. I accept it, Lord. I know that you have me. I ask that you place your angels around me, around my children, my pets, my home. I ask that they lift me up to you. And, and I know that you've got me, Lord. That's what I said over and over again. And I said, I must have said Yahshua, Yahusha, Yah. I must have said that about a hundred times. When I was lying there, a couple of times I could hear a lot of commotion outside the door. It was really busy. Charing Cross is a very busy station. It has the highest death in custody rate because, of course, Dr. Kevin Corbett used to work in there. And he's a close friend of mine. And um, there, was, there was one very funny moment when I had to come out and someone came out of custody and I had my cape on my hair all down and he said I love your cape and I love your wig you know another prisoner and and that made me smile a little bit um I said it's not a wig but uh it was it was very surreal and um I wasn't mistreated in there I was treated with apart from one sergeant who was just rude the rest of the people that were in there were very very kind very gracious very polite but then again I was nothing other than gracious and polite um, they they weren't attacking me. This was the this was the police, and I understand. You know, the ones that charged into Trafalgar Square is a different group of police. Yes, I think they're called TGS. Very very different. This is very worrying. It's very worrying times. Um, I'm not sure. You know, all my years in nursing, 
the head is a very dangerous part of your body. You have a brain in an enclosed cavity, one blow, and the brain will bang about in your skull. So wherever your brain hits your skull, you'll get another injury. It's called contra-coup injuries. So to hit someone across the head with a truncheon, I've seen people die in the emergency room. I've seen people have to have the parts of their brain removed that which changed them forever from one blow to the head. So to see people, and one man actually, I knew, to see them walking around with huge gashes on their heads. Yep. As a nurse, I can tell you would need suturing and certainly would possibly need admitting or keeping in the department for head injury uh, observations because these people can have brain swellings. Uh, it was very disturbing for me to watch. And there was one interview I gave with UK Column. I actually started to get really upset because I saw a man that with learning, he's, whether he's got learning disabilities, he's certainly... Uh, I don't want to, to, to offend anyone. He appears to, to be on the spectrum of autism or possibly learning disabilities or not, not as high IQ. I, I really do, I, please forgive me. I don't wish to offend anyone when I say that. I, I can't articulate myself to say it properly. But a very lovely man who's supported every single rally that's ever been there. And I'd seen him outside Whitehall just before I was arrested. He was there with us. And um, and I saw him on the footage on the TV with a huge gaping hole in his brow that would have need, needed at least five or six, five zero sutures. And, and I found that very distressing because he's a very gentle man. Yeah. So you know, Kate, I, I, when, when all, here's the thing. When we were covering that live, uh, we were using part of uh, RT's feed in that. And they were going out and they're capturing these guys. And I said, now, people, watch what's going on. And some people, uh, I think the majority of people saw exactly what was happening. The police were antagonizing the people because they were peaceful before that. Then they rushed in. And then the police were throwing punches. And then the people were throwing punches back at them. One cop caught it right in the face. Good, good. I'm sorry. If you're going to rush in there and you're going to start being antagonistic to the people, then what do you expect but a self-defense and a response to what you're providing? Here's the thing, Kate. Even in that situation, the the people were unarmed. The police are largely unarmed who come in there. Uh, they might have a taser. I think I saw a couple with some tasers. But they, they, they have those truncheons. That's basically it or a baton. That's it. That's all they have. And they were more than willing to pull them out against the people to beat them back. And I, I got to well, tell you. Riot, they also had riot gloves on. Yes, they did. They did. They had, gloves, their gloves with very and the helmets. And the helmets, they had yeah. them on their sides. They were ready to put that on. And so here's the people coming and standing against them using their voice. What, what's the matter, cops? Are you, are you scared of the voice? Are you scared of the number of people who are outnumbering you? And here's the thing. There's going to come a day, and the police better. This is, I think this is why the choose your side thing is very biblical. You know, Moses, when they came out of Israel... He was opposed, and he says, okay, all of you guys who are on the Lord's side, you get on this side, and all the rest of you stand over there. And the Bible says that the, the ground opened up, and it swallowed the enemies of God. And so here's the thing, cops. When, when, when you're told, choose your side, it isn't a thing of trying to put you down. It's saying, get on the side of the law that you say you're upholding. Now, with that said, I want to ask you, Kate, we had this Coronavirus Act of 2020 uh, that's in the UK. Has that passed already? Um, well, it was in for six months, and then it was being deb debated for another, to see if it comes in for another two and a half years. I think it's about to be right now. It's right, right about now. 
Um, obviously, I've spent a lot of time trying to sort out my phone, my business, because I haven't been able to work. I haven't been able to get in touch with my patients, nothing. It's completely, you know, stopped me from working and having any money. You know, my bank card stopped working. So uh, I'm kind of a bit behind. I'm catching up now. So uh, I'll be looking at all of this. But, um, you know, th- th- this this whole footage, the police, um, there was a woman in there, a little woman, a little woman with a with a Muslim headscarf on. I believe that's what she was. And she terrified a police officer that went into that crowd. And she looked frightened. And then I'm sure you saw the picture of the lady in the green suit uh, and she was yeah, standing some, on a chair. With, some say that she's a, a some say she's a plant. Now I don't know if that's the case well, okay, or not. Okay, regardless, look, yep. let, let me just say, regardless of whether she's a plant, she was standing on a chair, like a camping chair, and she was waving this flag. Yep. A police officer came up. Now, the way to get someone off a chair is, I would like my kids. I would get them by the arm, and pull them down by the arm, so it's controlled. No one got a hold of her. They just grabbed the chair and whipped it from under her. So she fell across the floor. Now, who does that? Now, if that's somebody young, they're going to get an injury. If that's someone who's starting to get, you know, late 40s, 50s, they're going to get a more of an injury. The older they get, the chances of them having a fracture is much greater. Uh, when you get older, the blood vessels in your brain become more fragile. So a bang to the head is much greater. Um the head is a red zone. If you're going to hit people and you hit them on the head, you're going to do a lot more damage. So to see, regardless of whether that's a plan or whoever it is, should anybody be pulling a chair? Should anybody be punching someone full force in the abdomen? Now, Mick Stott uh, said to me, um, you know, when there is there is something, I think it's some law or act, or bill, I don't know, that when you, for, in order for you to use riots, there has to be a riot going on not a peaceful protest it's not a crowd dispersion to bring in a riot um and he also said that you know if you're being attacked wherever you're being attacked you have the right to defend yourself so i i don't know you know i was arrested i she didn't need the woman had her hands on my arm i said you don't need to do that you can let go of me please don't touch me your your gloves are dirty and you're gripping me and you don't need to i'm coming with you and she went to get her handcuffs i said and you know that's not necessary i'm actually with you I'm coming with you. So they stopped. I was really polite. So a lot of those people were very polite. And I think the minute, um, I don't know, if I was out, and even if it's just somebody in ordinary clothing had a helmet on their heads and a big stick held in the air and they were running at me, you would assume they're going to wallop you. What are you meant to do? Does it mean that... um, I, I was reading in the BBC News today, it's a really good article, so I'm going to forward it to you, and it was about how the police are being told that they are not to download the track and trace app. The police aren't. The government track and trace app. See if you've come into contact with someone with this corona. They're being told not to download it, and they're also being told that they do not need to go home and self-isolate. So I ask you, does this mean that this virus only goes one way. Does it mean that if you're in certain positions yep. of, of employment, you you are exempt from either A, being contagious, or B, being a recipient of a contagion? Um, all of the pubs in the UK now, because, of course, Mr. Corona knows the time and he knows the date yep. and he waits around the corner 
for the pubs to close at 10 o'clock on curfew. He gets his curfew hat on. He zooms home to try and get you before you get in your house. However, the pubs in Parliament, Mr. Mr. Corona doesn't like those pubs. They're a bit smelly to him. He doesn't go to those pubs (laughs) because those pubs aren't on a curfew. So meanwhile, Mr. Corona is chasing the, the people that have been having a pint down the road onto the underground and trying to get them before they get in their house and slam the door shut. <laughs> well, that's, you know, there was a comedian and I don't even know the guy, but he's over in Britain. And usually, you know, the British have this dry humor and I'm not endorsing Benny Hill. Okay. But when I was a kid, uh, my uncle used to play it when I was over there. So that's how I knew Benny Hill. And uh, it was a, a lot of it was very dry humor that a lot of us Americans don't get. This guy was actually funny. And um, I guess his video has gone viral where he talks about just that thing. And the same thing applies here in America. There's the same thing applies here in America because we're, we're told, oh, we, you know, you, we can leave the stores. Open. I mean, even Walmart, the Walmart down here in rural South Carolina used to be open 24 hours. You know, the one that sells all the Chinese stuff. And they still sell it, by the way. They still sell it all the way. They they still sell it, by the way, people. But despite do they sell Donald toilet Trump. rolls because they are the gold. Toilet yes. rolls are the gold. Well, you know, let, yeah. Let me throw that in. Uh, you can save yourself a lot of money on that. Get yourself some bidets. I got some clear rears. Stuck them on my toilets. They're fantastic. All right. Um, so but we're get, the only we're the only people <laughs> we're the only people in the world that get a piece of dry paper and white. Yes feces yes. from our backsides and then head off out. And yet we say that our dogs are dirty because they wash their bottoms clean. Really? <laughs> yes. No, it, it's interesting. Now, this lady that you were talking about, I was I, I had the video here. And uh, give me a second. Um, this is, okay, this is one where they were arresting a little old lady. I didn't put, I must have put the other one in there. But uh, this particular video is here's cops arresting a, a, an older lady, an elderly lady here. You can see her there in between the cops. And then there's another one that you were speaking of that some people had some controversy over. And I agree with you. Not only was she, there was the chair pulled from under her, but the cop lunged into her and punched her right in the stomach so hard that it knocked her on her back. So whether she was a crisis actor or not, it's the, be, it's the whole behavior of how the cops are doing it. Let's say it's acting. Was the cop out of place for pulling the chair up from under her? Was the cop out of place for punching her in the stomach? Yes. Yes. And if you want to call in and justify that, well, we don't have time for that. we got to go here. Uh, Kate, you want to hang on for us with us a, a little bit? Yeah, sure. All right. So uh, let's close. Know, let's I, close I, out. I, hang on. Let's close out the show here. Guys on Red State Talk Radio, join us on YouTube. Go to beforeitsnews.com. Click on that. Join us there. Or go to our Facebook page and we'll catch you on the other side. 23 hours. Lynn Taylor is going to blow your mind with what's going on in federal education. It's unconstitutional. See ya. Okay, all right, we're back here, and welcome to those who are joining us uh, from Red State Talk Radio. We appreciate you very much, and all you guys who have been hanging on uh, as as Kate was uh, finishing up some things and joined us here. So, Kate, here, here's the thing I want to ask you about this coronavirus act. Does that have any implications for why people like you, uh, Pierce Corbin, Mark Steele, um, the doctor here from Germany, and others have been arrested? Or was this just a thing to say, we want to shut you down? We, we just want to shut you down from talking. You see, I just don't know. I um, There's a whole load of politicians. I'm not very good on the politics side. You must get Dr. Corbett back on. Because incidentally, just before we go on, 
Dr. Corbett and I would like to come on together on Saturday, if that's okay with all of you guys, your sure, listeners. Sure, that's fine. Yep. Because we, we can talk you through some amazing stuff that's going on. Um, but, um, you know, all of what's going on, there's politicians now that are saying Boris is deciding at just his level what he can put in and what he can change. And they don't want that. They want it stopped. They want it debated in Parliament. And if that goes ahead and they win this, they're all challenging that, then that will possibly mean that everything that's gone behind is unlawful, is illegal. But I, I hear some very worrying things. You know, when I was listening to UK Column a few minutes ago, when I see the news, you know, like what I've just said to you about the BBC stating that the police aren't to download the app. So, so now what you have is if they're not to download the app, they're not to go off sick and self-isolate. If, if Boris can state at his level alone, he can change it all the time. It's now, you know, six foot apart, uh, only six in your group, and the six something else. It's the three sixes, six, six, six. There's a surprise. So, of course, this is no longer about a virus. It's political. And all of the arrests that you see don't appear to be about a virus. They appear to be politically motivated. And, um, uh, you know, what happened on this Saturday, of course, I wasn't there and I was never intending to go there. But there was uh, the people that organised that rally were not arrested. So you had Mark Steele and another gentleman from Teesside who's in, in, literally in custody now because it was his second arrest. He's actually in jail on remand. Uh, and then the old lady who's in her 70s, who they arrested, and they were there on behalf of Savers Now, the political party that both myself and Dr. Kevin Corbett are officers of. And um, they were speaking there and they'd done a risk assessment. So they were arrested. Um, then you had myself on something completely different and Fiona. Then you had the doctor from Germany so, and Fiona was arrested because she's an organiser of this one. So the two organisers of the one in London, why were they not arrested? Well, one of those people, Louise Crefield, I believe her name is, is a member of the Labour Party, I understand, which is what Piers Corbyn's brother is. And, and these are all things that I know very little about. They're not of any interest really to me. And I don't say that as I'm not interested in my my country's own politics, because of course I am. But my, my, my son did politics at university and, and at school, and so did my other son. But this is not my area of interest or where I excel. My area of interest, of course, is, is the human body, healing, disease reversal, nutrition. But what I'm starting to do is learn a little bit at a time as I'm seeing this go on. So for me, when things get passed medically, I would look at what is the science that validates that being passed. And then when I can't see it, then that becomes of interest to me. So, for instance, when I read today, like I've said, the BBC stating that police officers don't need to download this app, which is optional, but they don't need to isolate, then, then why is anyone else isolating? Because let's say, for instance, you've got 50 police officers that are in a on a shift together in different vans, all of them crammed in several vans, going around all together in close proximity. You know, that's like a minibus. I sat in it. When I was arrested, I wasn't in one of those vans with cages that smells of urine. I was in one of their vans that they drive around in as a special unit. 
It had a few crisp packets and sweetie packets, their sweaters. It was their work van. So if if they don't don't have to, um, sorry, that's my door. If they don't have to uh, isolate, then why? What is the point of it? What is the point in them actually doing that? Excuse me, two minutes. Sorry, sorry. Excuse me, Tim. That's okay. Go ahead and do what you got to do there. That's Mr. Bo and um, <laughs> the other dog. Uh, <clears throat> this brings us to a this brings us to a point. If the curfews are set, okay, so there are certain times, and this was sort of the joke that was being made, if there's curfews imposed, and some of those are happening in the states, folks. This isn't just in the U.K. Some of it's happening in the states. And don't give me the stuff about Democrat and Republican stuff. Just don't give it to me because I'm in a Republican state, South Carolina. We've got a Republican governor. He's playing the whole Nazi essential, non-essential kind of language, too, about um, – businesses and if he's done that you can bet when this quote unquote the propaganda of the second wave comes he's going to jump right in with that too okay so this isn't about just that it's just degrees of what tyranny the people are going to to tolerate and look you are the government people Uh, under our constitution you're not guaranteed a democracy you're guaranteed a republic and a republic works off of law and in our republic our law, the Constitution, does not restrict you or me. It restricts the government. You need to get that through your head. It doesn't restrict you or me. It restricts the government from what they can do. Now, there are certain things within law, if I understand some of the stuff that I've read uh, from Kate and others as far as the U.K., um, there is the issue to where there are restrictions on government as well. In other words... When she's talking about Boris Johnson it can pick and choose what he wants as far as the law, he doesn't have authority to do that. And so this is what she's trying this is what she's trying to point out here is that's a usurpation. Now when you have one man with power like that and he's not a good man, okay? I believe you can have a monarchy. Okay? I believe you you can and there be freedom among the people. That's existed within history too. And by the way, Christianity is that. Christ is king. He is the monarch. He is the dictator, if you will. And there is liberty among his people. There's no question that that exists. But when you have wicked men, when their hearts are pulled by, I don't know, a woman, money, power, whatever the case may be, then you have an easily manipulated puppet. And when you have that, you have a very dangerous person. Okay? So I think that's what we're getting at here, Kate, is that these things are pushed in. The obvious question is, why were you arrested? What, I mean, what are the charges against you there? Are you back, by the way? Yeah, yeah. I'm not charged with anything. Okay, so what was the arrest about then? Uh, it was, uh, I was arrested for um, uh, possi- arranging two rallies, which, of course, I didn't do at all. Okay. And there's no evidence to say I did. So, they, hang on. Uh, so, let me, let me be clear. So, they arrest you for this. But they're not charging you with anything? I've not been charged as yet. Okay. So the other one, much more serious, it was a uh, uh, public nuisance. It was a common law with intent, public nuisance uh, with intent to incite violence or something like that. And that carries, you know, anything from a few months to life in prison. And uh, this was, um, so I went in. So even though I said, well, I didn't organize it, the first, uh, the other girl did, and she'd already admitted it in email. She got all the invoices. They said, "Well, it was a lot for you to organise." And so I was bailed, and they told me that that was on investigation that I, ch- I arranged those two rallies, 
and that I had uh, this, that I had been a public nuisance. So I, I have bail conditions that I can't enter into London uh, and I can't, uh, and they and these bail, and, and I cannot um, be involved in or attend any protest or whatever. And uh, and it said that, that these these sanctions have been placed on me so that I couldn't interfere with witnesses or 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 justice, whatever, something like that. So um you know, like I say, they played some footage of some woman that wasn't even me. I wasn't even there. I'd long gone. So there's just hours of footage of me saying we like the police, we're this, we're that. But of course yep. it was said the orders came from the top and the, the top police really don't like her. Well, it's not about whether they like me, it's the law. And the point is, I personally never want the police defunded because you're right, we would, we would have, well, we would have militia groups, we would have anarchy. Well, you know, you um, know Kate, let, let me put it this way. And I've spoke about this in the American scenario because under our constitution, the militia is the ones are the ones who are supposed to enforce the law. It is the duty of the people. And I could go back into uh, passages. In fact, I'm going to do it. I, I've thought about it when I have the next time I have it open. <laughs> Yo quiero Taco Bell. Tell the little Chihuahua. <laughs> the next time I have a show. Yes, the gardeners have arrived. And they, these are killer Chihuahuas. <laughs> the, um, the next time I, I have a show to myself, I'm going to take people into that sort of in the biblical perspective of Judges 19 and 20. So if you guys want to look at Judges 19 and 20, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. The fact of the matter is most people complain, and we complain here at the Sons of Liberty, there's no justice being brought. You have a, under our Constitution, because your politicians are so ignorant of our Constitution, most of them don't know what the Constitution says, including our president. And many presidents haven't known what the Constitution says. Even... The usurper Barack Hussein he Obama Satoru Sabarka. He allegedly taught Constitution, but he doesn't know what it says. And so here's the thing. The militia could fill the spot of police. The reason the police are in there, and that comes out of the lawman days of chasing slaves. That's where it comes from, folks. You go back and do your history on it. But the fact of the matter is, is the militia, the people, are the ones to do that in their communities. They're to enforce the law, not federal agents. Not the police department, not all this other stuff. The people are. And when you go back into the book of Judges, you see that the people went to enforce the law, the law of God, against those who had violated it. And um, they had violated it so egregiously that it was clear. And they called out the people of the city to bring out those who had violated it so they could deal with them. Or they said, we're going to deal with the whole city because you're accomplices by hiding them. We know the crime's been committed here. So I may do a show on that. In the coming days, of course, we're looking to have Kevin Ship on, former CIA officer, to talk about uh, his statement of about Q. And I think that, that Q is a dangerous thing uh, of people following that full, full force. I think there's some good people in it. Don't get me wrong. I think there's some well-educated people. I even think there's some good information that comes out of Q. I really do. But again, if you're going to bait the hook for the fish, you put the best bait on that you can get to catch the fish that you want to catch. And so we're going to do that. But Kate, here's the thing. Okay, so they, they haven't charged you. They arrested you. They kept you for 30-something hours. And they still haven't charged you with anything. So they release you. Are, no. they, are they looking to build a case against you to come and arrest you again? Yes. Is that what they're doing? Uh, I have to go back on the 5th of November. Uh, 
uh, in which time they'll be investigating. Wait a minute, phone. that's that's interesting for you guys over there in uh, in Britain. Yeah. Remember, remember the fifth <laughs> of November, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Are they? Are, do you Guy think they're Fawkes. tying? Do you think they're tying that to the whole the Guy Fox thing? Uh, who knows? But I, I I did smile. I said, "How apt, Guy Fawkes night." Um, that was you know, one thing. Then uh, and then, so they're doing that. And, I, and I've got to go back and I've got these bail conditions. Obviously, my barrister now is appealing to have the bail conditions removed. It's all going on this morning. We've got, I've got the gardeners here, the dogs yapping, the windows falling apart outside. I'm trying to put my window back together. Sorry. Um, so I can talk to you. So my, uh, you know, this is all happening. We've got the barrister on it. There's a lot going on. And of course, once that all happened with me, then you had another event you know, on the on the twenty sixth that the police all marauded in. Um, just going back simply to something you said, which was quite interesting when you said about the constitution. This is what I've discovered: most people, and I'm no different, don't know their own rights. They don't know the law. They don't know anything. They're sitting there being blindly led, and um, you know, right down to wearing of masks. That, that I was, a, I was a attacked really verbally for the first time ever on the train coming back from my incarceration uh on the train an hour away from my home by a lady screaming at me as to why i wasn't wearing a mask and clearly doesn't she kept saying it was the law yesterday i was out and i can't even remember something was said and it was a man wearing a mask and and he sort of said something about we weren't and, and I said, well, it doesn't do anything, you know, viruses and nanoparticles. And he came back in and he said, I am a scientist. And I said, good. He said, I'm a physicist. I said, good. I am one too. I'm a scientist. And uh, anybody who reads scientific papers is a scientist because that's what you're doing. And he said, do you read The Lancet? And I was tempted to go, what, that rag? But um, it's been proved to be a rag. And I said, I do. And I, we, we then got into a conversation and I told him about viruses. I told him about the PCR test. The person who developed it said it was never meant to be a diagnostic test. It looks for fragments of your DNA. He was wearing a big black mask, this guy. Then having told me he was a physicist, he was a scientist, a physicist, I then went on to tell him about Public Health Control of Infectious Disease Act of 1984, which is an act in the UK, active, updated. And, you know, he turned around to me and he said, this all sounds like a load of rubbish. And I was really shocked. I said, how can you say that? You just told me you're a physicist, you're a scientist. Please, sir, go and read this act. Go and read it. It's all there in black and white. It's point four. Go down the act and read, and it will, it will clarify what I'm saying. And he went, good luck, and walked off. And I thought, well... If a, a man who's just stated he's a physicist, a scientist, which would indicate that he has a fairly high level of education and understanding, isn't prepared to go and read something that I've just told him is fact, or even knows it, then that's very worrying for everyone. Because it's literally like the lunatics have taken over the asylum. Well, that, no, that's exactly what has happened. That is exactly what's happened. In fact, the thing that gets me is that the people are ready to 
embrace whatever the government tells them, whatever the powers that be tell them without question. You know, the book of Proverbs tells us that, that the one guy, his his argument sounds sound until his neighbor comes and challenges him. That's That's one thing. Then when you challenge him and you present him with the truth like you did this gentleman here, who's obviously an intelligent man, it's not that he lacks intelligence. But the fact of the matter is, is that the he Bible, lacks discernment. he lacks discernment <laughs> and discernment is tied with truth. It is not something, you know, I have people telling me to me. Not tied no, with intelligence either. It's exactly. I'm finding that everywhere. Yeah. It's not tied with intelligence. There was that man who I was talking about in the crowd, beaten over the head with a truncheon, brow all split, clearly has some kind of autistic spectrum or learning. Uh, he has learning disabilities. And yet he has discernment. He can see this as all wrong. Yeah, well, so it doesn't sort of come together. Yeah, this is this leads me to something. You know, a lot of people take Second Thessalonians two, and I've heard pin the tail on the Antichrist, his future, and this and that. Guys, that's all about what happened in the first century. I'm just telling you, but you can apply it all through history, where men. Uh, usurp the title of God. They think they're God. They promote themselves as God and the people worship them. Boy, this is what I'm talking about, about Donald Trump. You're seeing it just like you saw it with the people of Obama, except I'm telling you the and this, this, I'm not meaning to blanket this for all Trump supporters. Cause I don't believe that. I think some Trump supporters I've talked to who are friends of mine who see unconstitutional behavior. They're just not willing to take it where the constitution says, and you deal with him according to the law. Cause he's under the law too. Um, but the, but second Thessalonians two talks about this and he says, here's the truth about this one that's coming and he's coming there in the first century. And Paul says, and for this cause, what's the cause? Verse 10, the verse before it says with all deceivableness and unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth. That's not some esoteric feeling out there. It's the truth that they might be saved. What truth? The truth that Jesus is the God who created all things, that he came in the flesh, that he gave himself for sinners, that he calls them to repent, just like the prophets did, just like the apostles did, and he calls it he calls them to bow before him as Lord and submit to him in his lordship. Um, they don't receive that truth. It says in verse 11, the very next verse, it says, And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie that they all might be damned who believed not the truth but had pleasure and unrighteousness. See, this is, this is why it sort of boggles the human mind. Why do people do this when the, the actual facts are right there in front of them? They can actually see the facts. Nobody's had to prove anything about COVID. We just said the, the news just had to come on and say COVID exists. Coronavirus is out of control. It came from Wuhan lab, even though none of this stuff has been proven. In fact, I think it was Dr. Andrew Kaufman. When I had him on, he said when they tested the strain, it came from America, not from China. Yeah. And, and yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah so at least the American strain of it. I don't know about the UK and all this other, but he said, and there look, was another one from Australia. And it was also, there was different strains. That's right. Yes. So, so when we have these kind of stuff, it's like the truth is there if people want to take the time. But I, what I'm finding is, and there's a great bunch of people. I don't, I don't want to direct this at a lot of people in the chat room, so you guys don't be offended. But there's a great bit of people who do come in. Okay, they do come into the chat. They do come into all these um, platforms that we have, 
and they show forth their ignorance. And you can give them. I, I mean, I'm dealing with a guy yesterday during Bradley's show, giving the articles where we've documented, whether by video or tweet or you know, documents or whatever the case may be, all of the stuff showing that what this administration is doing is different than what it's saying. And everybody's saying promises made, promises kept. Baloney. That's not true. Some things have been kept. They have. Okay? I acknowledge that. And I have said that before, and I've written on it. Anybody who's following me knows that. But here's the thing I say to people. Here's the thing I say to people, and it's true in the United States as it is in Britain. If you are, if you ask for the vote for the people, and you put your hand on the Bible, I don't know how it is over in the in, in England, but over here in the states, you put your hand on the Bible, you raise your right hand, and you swear before God and man that you're going to obey yeah. the law. Same here. Okay, so you you do Same that. Here. So so when you obey the law, what benefit is that to you? What praise do you have for that? That's your job to do. But when you violate the law, when you start talking about violating the law. When, and again, I go back to other things like um, Trump with his, you know, we'll take the guns first and get due process second. How's that working out for his former uh, campaign guy? I don't know if people saw this. Um, let me see if I can bring this up real quickly uh, because this is very important. His former campaign guy, okay, in, down in Florida, th- this is a takedown of him yesterday. Now, I got I to gotta tell you, there's a part of me that when I saw the guy charge him, it was like um, I, I felt that it was sort of staged, okay? Because the guy's out there in a pair of shorts, and when the guy hits him, it's kind of like the soft hit, pick up, lay down, because anybody hitting this guy head on the way this guy ran at him, I mean, this guy would have just tore his back up on the asphalt. But here's just a video of what happened on September 27th, the former campaign manager of uh, Donald Trump. So the first part of the video here, just so you know, is the cops coming to the house. Okay. So I don't know if this is his girlfriend, his wife, or whatever. She's here with the, with the Fort Lauderdale police. Okay. Let me move ahead. Trying to scan ahead know, here to where that, 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 they come up to the point. They're talking with her. Everything's calm. Everything's cool. Okay, so here they, here they come out to meet this guy. Now, I want you to watch. The guy's not causing trouble. He's got a beer in his hand. He puts him on the truck. He puts his hands up. Not causing any trouble. And I want you... Oh, there he is. Okay, come out here. See? All right, relax. What's going on? Now watch what happens. Guys just talking. Watch this. See this? See how the guy just jumped around him? He didn't get on top of him. This is what leads me to believe that some of this is staged. And you got a, a stinking SWAT team on this guy. I didn't do anything. You got a you got a SWAT team on this guy. It's um, my point is in in bringing this up is this guy was the former campaign manager for Donald Trump, and the people don't want to see Donald Trump for what he is. Let me ask you something, people: How many of Donald Trump's friends have been indicted and went to jail? He's had to give him 
thing. Oh, well, that's the Democrats going to. But he didn't do anything to stop it. He Oh, he just ran it and raved. I mean, come on. This is how we're being played here in the States. I got to tell you. And I think the same thing is true there in the UK, Kate. Well, I can't get over that. I can get arrested for for doing what is our right to. Apparently, it is our right to to protest and everything else. That's our rights. I can get arrested for that and have a clean bill. And now I'm on bail. And I was in the newspapers as the most dangerous woman in Britain. Uh, it's it's kind of bizarre, and yet we see we see people breaking the law. We see them doing things we shouldn't. And also, as well, I have a big thing with if it's unlawful for for someone to to hit a police officer, why is it law for them to punch a member of the public? Uh, I don't, I don't, you know, for me, it's very black and white. Going back, Tim, to what you were just saying, are you still there? Hello? Yeah, I'm I'm here, I'm here. Okay, Uh, going back to what you were just saying, I was listening to what you were saying, and you were talking about what's happened, and I had a conversation yesterday with, you know, Alistair Dinez, you had him on your show, the young man with Duchenne muscular dystrophy, just to let you know, folks, he's actually up on his feet now, and he's grown and he's doing amazing. We must get him back. He's actually had his first steps out of his chair. But uh, um, just going back, I was talking to the two, her two children, um, Alistair and his sister, and we were talking about what they were taught in schools. So in our schools in the UK, no, one, no one's taught the Bible anymore. They're not taught to be God-fearing. And what they're taught is, is um, Darwin's theory of evolution. It's a theory. So how does this get taught in our schools as fact? And so by the time the children start to talk about this, can, can I answer from? that question real quickly? It gets taught. Yeah, they it, say. Yeah, it gets taught in the schools as fact because parents have not stood against it. It is not the school's job to teach them the Bible. It is the parents' job. Deuteronomy six. It doesn't doesn't say hey public schools. It says you guys. It's supposed to it, it, you parents, you fathers, as it were. You are the ones that's supposed to be in your heart. You're supposed to teach it to your kids, not the schools, not the government. But our children, a lot of our children, yep. my children went to a church school. We chose for our children to go to a Church of England school, so they would have been. But unfortunately, even then, the church schools, they have to abide by the curriculum that is set by the councils, which is set by the Minister of Education. So they're taught this, this lie, and it is a lie because there's a huge gap in Darwin's theory of evolution, that they can't, there's a gap in it, so it doesn't add up. So how is this lie still being taught when it's just a theory with a huge gap in it? And we know that Darwin's connected to all these same gangsters and bandits. You know, they were all, they're all connected somehow. They're like a spider's web. They're all in it. Um, how is that taught? Well, you know, I'm saying this, it's a rhetorical question. I know how it's taught. But the point is, our children are being brainwashed with lies. So by the time they get, you know, they're getting older, there's no God-fearing. I didn't come to, to uh, I wasn't brought up with any faith, nothing at all. And when, by the time I, I remember that very moment, I find it really difficult to lie. I, I'm very aware of everything that I do and that I will be judged very aware and I'm not perfect and and you've even coached me on certain things recently you know uh, people 
um, I'm learning as I go along. But as but, but and so learning, am I. And so am I. Yeah, we all are. And but but we have this in all of us, regardless of who we are, regardless of whether we have faith. Well, for me, it's not faith. It's whether we know the truth or we don't. It's not faith. It's actually it, it is black and white. Amen. Me. How I, you know, like God is, it's I, I can't understand when people don't believe or don't know it's real, but uh, we all, regardless, <coughs> we inherently know something that we are doing is wrong. Yep. We know we don't need anyone to tell us. It's if the law, it's the, Kate, it's the law, it's yeah, it's the law of God written upon our hearts. We know it. We want to take and suppress the truth and unrighteousness, Roman one, Romans 1. And when we do that to a certain point, God's going to tolerate that so long. And then the Bible says he gives us up. And this is why people engage in all forms of, of sin is that they, they reject the truth. They, they start to practice sin. It's not that they <coughs> fall into sin. Uh, look, we can point to all kinds of godly men throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament who they'll fall into sin and they repent. But it's the people, you know, when Jesus on Judgment Day, he says, you'll stand, you'll stand there and you'll say, well, didn't we preach in your name? Didn't we cast out demons in your name? Didn't we do one, many wonderful works? And he goes, I never knew you, you who practice iniquity or lawlessness is the term that's there. You who practice, what is a practice? That is a continual day in, day out. This is how you live your life. You live it lawlessly immorally, that's what the term immoral means. It means without law. You're an antinomian. You don't want to hear the law. Don't tell me about law. And I think this is, Kate, is the issue that you have in the UK that we have in the the United States, and we've said it here time and time and time and time again on the Sons of Liberty. There is no justice. And Jesus warned the religious hypocrites. He told them, he says, you focus on, you know, tithing little seeds but you leave off the weightier things of the law, justice and mercy. You leave those things off. And this is what we're seeing. And now when that's left off, then it's turned on its head. It's twisted and perverted to where if you go out like you were doing at Trafalgar Square, um, the, the doctor was doing and Mark was doing it. Uh, I think it was Hyde Park that they were at. You're doing these kinds of things. And the people go against the government and they go, wait a minute. Uh, and by the way, folks, I'm not for ecumenicalism. I'm not for that at all. But what I'm saying is the Bible tells us there's not to be one law for the native and one for the foreigner. They're both to be the same, okay, so that you have equal justice. And the fact of the matter is, you know what? If a Muslim is getting his brains beat out, I'm responsible for going over there and stopping that. It has nothing to do with his ideology. It has to do with he's getting an injustice against him. Or if there's a sodomite over here that's getting beat up or whatever, wait a minute. Um, there's a there's a standard of justice to deal with whatever crimes there. But, hey, you don't get to go out there and beat the guy up. I'm to stand and interpose in between that person. It doesn't matter who it well, is. is we're, we're to stand against that. Go ahead. This is kind of what's happening in the UK of what people are getting very upset about is um, – what they saw is this force against a peaceful protest, which it was, a rally, demonstration, educational event, whatever you want to call it. And yet many people now, and I, I, you know, I myself have mixed race children, and there were many um, of our black brothers and sisters in Christ at the, the rally that I was at. There were many uh, Muslim 
uh, our Muslim brothers and sisters, we all bleed red. I actually state that this is against all the people what's happening. It's not just against one. Uh, and, and yet we saw this amount of force, but we didn't see that at the Black Lives Matter protests at all. Well, they saw police officers down on one knee. They got down on one knee. They raised their hand. They uh, there was a lot of uh, uh, breaking of, of of property and statues and desecration. And out came the veterans to protect the monuments. You know, you can't judge the crimes of yesterday with today's policing. It's uh, this is what there was. I'm not. I, I, I absolutely am against slavery and everything, of course. But one must look at all history, all of it. You can't just pick out whatever suits you, and say we. You know, there's this whole thing with a Jewish, a Jewish chronicle, the Jewish chronicle magazine. Foolish man has come after me and said that I've offended the Jewish people because I said, uh, you know, at what stage will the British people wake up when they're on the cattle trucks or when they're in the showers? And it said it was offensive to the the Jewish people likening what's happening now to the Holocaust. And I said, well, but, you know, I don't care if they're offended. Our elderly, our infirm, our disabled are being murdered in this country. And I find that deeply offensive. Amen. And what do we, and, and also, you know, in, in that particular time in Germany, which they're referring to, it wasn't just the Jews that were persecuted. It was the disabled. It That's was the exactly infirm. Right. It was the homosexuals. It was the blacks. It was the gypsies. It was the Polish. It yep. was the Russians. It was so we cannot just give one person carte blanche to have it. Then we have Srebrenica, we have Rwanda. This is happening all over. So are we not allowed to pull history to justify what we're saying today? Yes, we are. Well, you got the and same. There are many things. You know, Kate, you've got the you know, same ideology working here. It isn't. It is what the Nazis believed. They didn't. Uh, we did a show on that. We had a Celeste Salam on that. We did a show on the Nazis didn't lose. Yeah, Germany surrendered, but the Nazis moved over here to the States. They moved down into South America. It's the same ideology that's permeating the society. It's coming in. It's called fascism. I've told you guys this before. This administration is no different in that. You can believe what you want to believe, but they're still working with public-private partnerships, just like administrations before them. They're promoting them in education, which is the number one issue. That's why we have the Wednesday show to have Lynn on, because education, under the guise of education, is really indoctrination, is coming in to make your children and my children, well, not my children, because I don't have them in that system, but they're coming in to make your children, if you're putting them in the public school system, they're coming in to make them a communist workforce. This is why the emphasis on e economy, the emphasis on uh, education, because it isn't really education, the, in the, interest, uh, the emphasis on jobs, the idea is to drive us to a communist workforce. Okay, you people need to get that through your heads. You're complaining about what's in public schools. Why are you sending your kids to public schools? Why? And then here's another question, Kate, and, I, and we're going to have to wrap up the show here shortly. But this is what I ask people constantly. Why do you send your kid to a status run indoctrination center unlawfully in this country? I can tell you that uh, funded by the federal government. And stuff. They're, uh, it's unlawful. Okay. Why do you send them there? And then you're surprised when they come out to be little statist. Why is that? Well, exactly. I've done it. I did yeah. it. I sent. I didn't just send mine to the schools. I sent them to the epicenter of all this. My son went to Eton. 
where all the world leaders boys go that's where my son went now that's whatever that is that's a cross I'll bear if I had my time again and children again would I do as I've done no I'd homeschool them all but I didn't I had a very different life then sure I understand and that. Uh, yeah and and that's no excuse I own all of my doo-doo I can assure you absolutely um, we all make our choices and so but but what happens is from the moment you're born, you're brainwashed into thinking this is society. When your child gets to four and a half, they go to school. They stay there till they're 16. Now it's they have to go to university. And you've got all these kids going to university that would do far better to go and have a skill, a trade, because their Mickey Mouse degrees aren't going to get them jobs anywhere. They're doing the most bizarre degrees all over the place. Just straddles them with a huge amount of debt. Again, it's by design. But um but what is happening now, which is making people really think, is they're starting to do these tests on all these kids in the universities. And at the moment we have, I believe it's in Glasgow, all these kids in the university. And they said they've had an outbreak of, of COVID, corona, and they've tested all these kids with this PCR that is never should be a diagnostic tool. It looks for your own fragments of DNA. And they're testing positive. And they've got them all on lockdown, lockup as I call it, in their rooms, in university with police officers parading the halls. Now, I don't know what you call that. When you have police officers parading all around the university, that's, that's lock up. They're in prison. It just means that they're not in one of the state prisons. They're being imprisoned where they are, house arrest. Yes. Now, these are kids. They're in their rooms. They're, putting, they're writing on pieces of paper and holding it up to the window. It's prison. They're supposed to be having food. We've not got food. This has apparently been seen. And so you now, you now have teenagers who are locked in their rooms. This is catastrophic. This is where it fills me with dread that we're going to see suicides. We're going to see things happening. And, and then, it, then later there'll be some big inquiry and we'll all learn lessons from it. Well, that's grand and lovely, but it doesn't save the ones that get into problems now. I hate these inquiries because exactly. they're, they're just lip service nonsense. Yeah. But parents, are, I actually know many parents now who are not sending their children back to school. Uh, I know two families with five children each. They are homeschooling them. That didn't do that before. They had completely different ways of life. But they are now not sending their children into school because they don't trust the system and what's coming. Yep. So, uh, lots, and this is not just one or two. And what they're trying to do now is, you know, they're trying to put laws in and involve social workers. And we know that more and more there's, there's jobs for more and more children's social workers because they're expecting a large increase in children under the state care. Well, why is that then? What's that? Well, how are they going to be suddenly go to kids? Uh, is this the pandemic? <laughs> what do I mean? And then, of course, just another thing to throw in. I, I was reading in one of our papers uh, that one of the big supermarkets is employing thousands of distribution um, distribution marshals. I think that's another term for ration, rationing, distribution marshals, which is incredible, isn't it? So that's what's going on as well. So people are now realising, you know, like when your children go to school, they can they can shut the school down and you won't get your children back. Yep. Uh, they've stated they've stated in the UK that the children at university. They're not going to let them home for Christmas. Well, this is what we had, Kate, last Wednesday. This is one of the things that we had with Lynn. They're already setting up to make sure that your child, if you send them to public school, that they're set for maybe to stay overnight in case something goes on. Um, that you, you know, put, yeah, they're, 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 you put extra 
um, you know, clothing in there or little bits of this, that, and the other. We went over that last week, and this this coming tomorrow, Rotten Thor Wednesday. You guys don't want to miss that with Lynn. This was going to be a big bombshell. Please tell all your Trump supporters to come in because this the Trump administration is supporting this stuff that we're going to expose. And don't tell me they're not because we're going to show you the documentation where they are. And I think this is part of the problem, well, Kate, is that people. Uh, they, and let they, me tell you something else about education. Yeah. Uh, one of my patients is a teacher, clients is a teacher, a senior teacher. And she's very much, you know, very awake. And she's worked all the way through it. And she said to me, she told me lots about being a teacher and how difficult it was doing it online. And she'd done some training for the day, some teacher training. And this was in their, their training. If any child spoke about conspiracy theories against, quote, the government, they were to report them. Yep. To, they were to report it. And this was even scarier for her. If the teachers had any friends or family that were speaking about conspiracy theories or about different from the government, they had to um, disclose it to the, their superiors. I think that's called Nazi Germany. Yeah, well, that's, I think it's called look, Stalin's Russia. A lot of that we've covered here on the Sons of Liberty, and Lynn has brought that in, too, that these kinds of things are there. Um, before we let you go, because we need to wrap up the show here, you did make mention, and when we covered you and Kevin on, was that Downing Street the other week, a couple of weeks ago, one of the interesting things is, is when the, all the cops came in, um, <clears throat> they were dispersing uh, was it the stand-up X crowd that came in and they were they were making um, some statements there at Downing Street um, along with you guys? Uh, you guys had just wrapped up. They had just come in. They were dispersing the crowd. Was this, was this, was this on the 5th or were we talking about on the 19th? What was it like? No, it wasn't the 19th. It was the week before when we had you and Kevin. We were uh, videoing and Fiona oh, ran yes. the camera oh, and so stuff. That was the, that was the- yeah, okay. That was the thing. Okay. Yes. So w- one thing that I noticed was the counter protesters when they showed the people being moved down the street. The counter protesters. I don't know who they were, but you mentioned BLM and Antifa, and we've seen it here. We've seen very little. Now we've seen a couple. Don't get me wrong. I, w- I want to give credit where credit's due. We've seen some arrests of BLM guys. That we had the story the other day of the guy. Uh, he, of course, he wasn't the protester. He just took two hundred thousand dollars in donations, bought his house suits and expensive meals and all this other stuff with people's money. And the guy looks whiter than I do. Um, I'm just, I'm just saying guys, I, but but here's the thing. Uh, And for the lady, Christine, who wants to challenge me on Acts 17, 26, I went to the Greek word. It means man from one man, God made all the nations. And she wouldn't answer me after she said, well, the word blood isn't there. Well, I know the word blood isn't there in the Greek. I don't want to get off on the side note. But the fact of the matter is, from one man, Adam, God made all the nations. And the fact of the matter is, if you're either in Adam or you're in Christ. It's one or the other. Paul lays that out really clear. So, you know, if you don't want to answer the questions about what that is, sorry, I get off on a tangent there. So <clears throat> we, ha- we have that going on. And we saw the camera pan down as the police are spreading out everybody. The counter-protesters aren't even, they're out on the corner of the street with their signs and making hoopla. And the cops aren't doing the thing to them. And and the same thing happens here. We see the rioting and looting, and are the cops to be found where the rioting and looting are going? No, they're not. They're nowhere near that. They're, in some cases, they're being told to pull back. We saw this with the riots under Obama in Baltimore. Um, the the mayor and all telling them to pull back, let the people burn it down, let them destroy whatever. Well, this we isn't saw actually. In, this isn't actually policing, is it? 
No, it's, it's not policing. policing. That's it's a, political policing. That's exactly what it is. And that's that's the point that I'm trying to make. It, people, you have to stop and think. I got to tell you, there are sometimes things just get right by me. Okay? They just... Psh, because there's so much information coming at us that, <clears throat> and look, I'm in, I'm in the uh, the work of putting out information, and even when I immediately <clears throat> initially put out this thing of the former campaign manager for Donald Trump, I thought, wow, they just went after this guy, and and then the more I thought about it, I thought, well, boy, that looked like a pretty soft takedown of a guy who's not doing anything. And they didn't get on him like they got on George Floyd. You saw the guy push him down, and then he jumped off of him and went around it over his head. Uh, the video and the, the article will be up in their archives if you want to check it out, sonsoflibertymedia.com. And by the way, when I put it up, we'll change it in the video description on YouTube. I won't change it in Facebook and all that because I can't. But on YouTube, the link will be there if you want to see that. All of the stuff we talked about today, the video with Paul Weston, the other things about um, the German doctor and what happened at Trafalgar Square this past weekend, all of that will be up there. We'll have that ready. Uh, Kate, you got any final parting words you want to share with the audience? Yeah, just it's the same thing. as um, I've always said, this is not normal what's happening. And when we all stand there and we go, well, it's not my mess. I don't want to get involved. Oh, I don't, I don't want to say anything. Nothing to see here. Oh, if I stick my head out, they'll come for me. If you look back, we were told two weeks to flatten the curve. That was six months ago. Nothing's getting better. It's getting worse. It's getting more restrictive. We're losing more of our civil liberties. And so I say again, at what point are you going to wake up and stand up for your children? And, where, you know, for, for, the, for the unborn child, they're going to be born into this this. this I don't even want to say the new normal because there's nothing normal about it. Um, for the for the people, the kids that are coming through the school now, they're going to be moulded and and manipulated into it. For the ones that are my age, we are the ones that are all digging our heels in and going, wait a minute, this isn't right. And if you don't believe what I'm saying, everybody needs to look backwards through history. I know that the devil likes us to look backwards, but sometimes it's really good to have a quick look in your rearview mirror and you'll see that every single generation of your heritage has gone through war. Amen. They, were either a, they were either a child as they went through it, or they were an adult going through it. My, my parents were babies, children. My grandparents were in the thick of it. Their parents were babies. Their parents were in the thick of it. I've done this. I've gone back. And this is fact. This is absolute fact. The only difference now is these are... Um, Quiet, uh, what is it? Quiet weapons, quiet wars with silent weapons. The weapons are getting more and more strategic, more and more, uh, more fantastic. And the weapon that they're using at the moment on us is the most clever of all. It's it's fear of ourselves, and that's really dangerous. Yeah, well, because it's, that, it's... that means that you're you're setting aside all. You're you're actually saying there is no the Lord doesn't exist in me. Well, that's exactly right. When you have fear of yourself, it me. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. And the the problem is, it's a tried and true uh, method to deal with the people. It's called propaganda. And you know, the Bible warns us about that anyway. Uh, Jesus said that the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And what is he? He's a deceiver. That's what the. I mean, the idea of the devil is he's a deceiver. He's an accuser. 
He doesn't come with the truth. He comes with lies. And that's what propaganda is. It's lies to, and they happen on the right and the left, folks. So don't tell me about, it's just Democrat. And by the way, let's just go on the right and left thing. Let's just put it down to where it is. If you're on the right or you're on the left, okay, let's just take it this way. You're going down a single lane road, okay? Not like with the yellow line in the middle. There's just one road. Okay, one car can pass on either. Some of you have been on some of these dirt roads. Maybe you've been down my driveway. (laughs) One car can go there on the driveway. What happens if you go to the right or the left? Well, you'll end up in the ditch. That's what Jesus said. The blind lead the blind. They both end up in the ditch. doesn't matter if it's the right or the left. You'll end up in the ditch. You need to stick to the straight and narrow where the law is and where the gospel is because the gospel calls you to bow the knee before the Lord Jesus, the lawgiver, the lawgiver, Shiloh in Genesis chapter 50. He's the lawgiver. That's that's who it is. He's the creator. He's the one you bow before. If you stay with him, you won't fall in the ditch. You'll be on the straight and narrow. And that's what we push here at the Sons of Liberty. Kate, we appreciate your time this morning. Hang on just a second after I close out the show. Guys, in uh, 23 and a half hours, almost, well, almost 20, no, not 23 and a half, 22 and a half, almost 22, we'll be back with Lynn Taylor, the Common Core Diva for Rotten to the Core Wednesday here on Sons of Liberty. Until then, God bless you guys. We'll see you then, Lord willing.